And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess here, back with another AFLW round review. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest. Yes, she's back, my Gold Coast fan, and another absolutely awesome women's footy correspondent, and that is Nasasha Doherty. Sasha, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great, thank you. I am feeling good, especially with the Suns. Apart from, you know, we can discuss that later, but they're doing well this round. They're doing well in general. Well, they, they are one of my teams that I love watching them. They are, they're one that I, I've fallen in love with. I love so, so many of their players, Tara Bohannon, Perkins. I, I, I could go on and on, but, but mm-hmm. I think we've got plenty of games. We have eight games of footy to talk about. Oh my gosh, we have eight games. We didn't have any canceled, so let's get right into <laughs> it. Know. Right Marathon. off the back. We'll jump down to the kennel where the Western Bulldogs edge out a, the, another pesky performance by the Geelong Cats, 28-16, a 12-point win. I mean, I know this Doggies team has just been through the meat grinder when it comes to it for 20 days off, but they, they're they playing some really good footy right now. They are. Um, look, they have – I don't want to – finally, I guess, they've finally found their groove. Um, with everything that's happened to them this season, which is, you know, it's a unique circumstance. Um, But, yeah, what a game. I mean, they probably could have won by more than 12 points, but I think in the end they'll take the two goals and and go away with it. Um, You know, it's a winning streak, which they haven't had in a while. Yeah, definitely. I think the I think the biggest thing, if, if I'm Coach Burke, I'm looking at that behind line and seeing 10 behinds is the only thing that's a little frustrating, but another big win. And, and the Cats, again, they just, they don't go away. They're in games. They may not have the most talent, but they are a scrappy, scrappy bunch. I love watching the Cats. They're, they're a lot of fun. You know when the Cats are playing, it's going to be a tough, close game. Unfortunately, we trans to the next game, which unfortunately was not either of those things as the Adelaide Crows go on the road to New South Wales and absolutely smack down the GDWS Giants 45 to five. Uh, I mean, is this the dominance of the Crows or is this GWS just showing their Jekyll and Hyde streak that they've had all season this year? Yeah, look, I think it's a mixture. I think the Crows were a bit offended. They lost to the dogs the round before. Uh, they probably weren't expecting that, to be honest. Um, and they've come out with a massive vengeance. And unfortunately, the Giants were on the other end of that. But yeah, they're an inconsistent side at the moment, the Giants. They have some really great moments where you think, wow, this team's really on. They've got a lot to challenge. Um, but unfortunately, with a 40-point loss, um, they just could not get there. And they looked flat as well. They just didn't look like they were in there. Yeah, and the scary part about it is that 15 behinds for the Crows. I mean, this game was 40 points. It could have been 60 or even 70 if the Crows would have kicked forward and straight through the big sticks. So unfortunately, not to add to it, but the next game is just as ugly as Carlton bounces back from kind of a really ugly patch of footy there to get a big 48-2, to a 46-point win over the fledgling Saints. And, and I don't know if this is if this is Carlton finding their groove or this is Carlton getting an opponent that really gave them the opportunity to show the skill that they do have. Yeah, look, it's interesting that the Blues have always have been a solid side and they've worked closely together for five or six you know seasons, if you include at the one prior, prior to the beginning of the AFLW. Um, I think the Saints, 
they've been hit with injuries. Um, they're not the same side that we saw last season. You don't have those exciting moments, you know, with the booming goals and the really great defence. They've just fallen flat. They, they sort of faded away before the second quarter. Um, and then you've got seasoned players in Colton, like Vessio, you know, two goals, 50 goal milestone. She's just having, sorry, they're having the best season at the moment. And that's so impressive to see because they've played for so long. Yeah, and, and Mimi Hill coming back from that ACL and just absolutely tearing it up. George G playing really, really well. Grace Egan, a lot of their stars have, have started kind of played really, really well in this game. They've played okay. They just haven't played what I would say up to their potential. But we'll have to see. Maybe this jump starts them for the second half of the season. We Maybe. jump to an absolute cracker out in the west i knew this was going to be an interesting game because richmond has struggled um, with some of their injury issues but they get a big win out in the west over the west coast eagles 68 45 and again mon conti again i i clap my hand because again you are absolutely fantastic ellie mckenzie fantastic this is a great team i just feel horrible for them because they have been so snake bitten with all of these injuries this was a team i legit honestly thought could fight for finals this year Oh, definitely. And yeah, rough start. Um, they've come together. I think Monique Conti, 24 disposals, five clearances and a goal. Uh, that's amazing. And then you've got Taylor Stahl, kick three goals. Katie Brennan have two. They're finding their groove probably a little bit late in the season. But yeah, the injury plagued, you know, players not, not always great. And it's hard for a team to bounce back when you're changing so often and the younger recruits are coming in to try and fill those gaps. Um, but the Eagles must be noted, they kicked their biggest score, you know, so that's great to see that the scores in general are going up. So. Yeah. And I think West coast, they, they get a lot of stick because of how, how horrible they played there for a bit, but they've got some, they got some superstars. I think, they just there's there's just something missing. I don't I don't know what it is. There's just something missing for this West Coast Eagles team. I'm hoping they find it, but we'll have to see. We, we jump to the next game, and for me, this was one of the games of the round because this was our measuring stick. Collingwood, North Melbourne, down in Tassie, North get the chocolates, 38-15, a big 23-point win. And I think this North Melbourne Roos team is who a lot of people kind of put on the back burner for the finals and for the flag they're poking their heads going hey guys we're here yeah look i gotta be honest i didn't have them in my top five either um they've surprised me and they're on their fifth win in a row um jasmine garner got to you know stick it to her old team which is always a bit of fun as a player um 26 disposal six marks three goals i mean there wasn't um a space on that field where she wasn't there most of the time she was on the ground it was awesome to watch um i don't know if collingwood was suffering from the perth trip or not it's you know it's one of those things that in most traveling it's such a long flight did it make a difference you know all the rounds are up and down um but i think their form has dropped a lot and you know injuries again Erica Fowler went down with a suspected ankle injury, and that's something they don't really need right now either. 
Yeah, they just the Bree Davy went down and their whole team. And unfortunately, some of their midfield stars are just they're still nagging injuries that are just not letting them play their greatest footy. I mean, I, I still love Chloe Malloy. She's an incredible player, but right now she doesn't have a lot of help. So I think that's that's kind of the thing that we'll have to have to see. One thing really quickly on this, her interview before this game where they're talking about the little shall we say, not liking, I, I won't go with, I won't go with hate, I, the, the mm. disgust when it comes to it of how some of the Collingwood players eventually ended up at North, puts a little bit of spice into this game that I had to say it was quite interesting uh, going into the game it and then does. how this game kind of played out. So it, it's good to see these rivalries because I think many people want to manufacture the rivalry between Carlton and Collingwood and it hasn't really progressed in AFLW where North and Collingwood, there, there's there's a little bit of bitterness between these two teams. Absolutely. And I will say, I'm not sure if maybe North had their ears burning, but they I think they kept Malloy to less than six disposals that game, which is unheard of. So mm -hmm. I think she might have dug herself a bit of a hole there. Yeah, unfortunately, might have been a billboard material there. So we'll jump to <laughs> the last game of what we would consider round seven. And mm. wow, were we treated to the best at last as the Melbourne Demons go up to Queensland and somehow get a big three-point win after being down big in this game. I watched this game on tape delay and just wowed Taylor Harris, an incredible performance, but it looked like the mm. Lions just went cold and flat in that fourth quarter. I couldn't believe it because they were, you know, leading by at least 20, 23 points, I think it was. Um, and they looked like they were just going to have an easy day out. Um, now, I'm not sure what the chat was with the Demons going into that fourth quarter, but it obviously did something. They lifted. And it takes a special kind of team to lift in the fourth. Um, it's quite hard to do, especially when you're tired and, you know, you're probably playing in humid conditions in Brisbane. And, yeah, when you've got someone like, Harris, who does marking that just makes it look so easy, um, so light. Uh, her kicks are incredible. You can't falter at the moment. She's having a, an absolute blinder of a season. Yeah, and she's clunking everything that goes near her. But I, I got to give the proverbial tip of the cap to the coaches. Moving Daisy Pierce to the back, I think really stabilized Melbourne because they had that experience because they were they were having trouble with Hada and with Farkelson and, and, and with um, – oh, I'm totally brain farting one of the other forwards now. But they – she came back and it was like everything calmed. And, and that's the one thing yeah. I love about Daisy Pierce is she just, she brought such a calm to that back line and you could tell it gave confidence then to go forward. Yes. Daisy wasn't up forward, but Taylor Harris was playing well. Most of the demons, I mean, uh, Bannon was absolutely incredible. She is, I love watching her play her speed and her pace is absolutely electric. Just um, a fantastic Paxman. game. Paxman yeah. also had um, yeah. solid, always such an amazing player to watch but um this just the sustainability throughout the four quarters for Karen Paxman I I can't find the right word but always impressive and mm. again I think brings a sense of calmness to the side along with Pierce where mm. they read the play so well and they know each other so well so they're sort of playing ahead of the game in a way um but yeah they dominated and the lions i think just yeah probably need a reset 
yeah, so not much else you can do. <laughs> oh, just just an incredible game. You, you got to give t- hats off to both teams. Mm-hmm. But then the, to not to not to go away from it, the next game, the next day, which technically we got to rewind to round three because it's a yeah. replay of round three, and that's the Suns and Doggies play to a draw in a similar situation. The Suns were dominating this game and the Doggies have an absolutely fantastic fourth quarter and get the two points out of this. Unfortunately, I'm kind of that opinion is one of them needed to win to make the finals. The draw might just see both these teams miss it, but what an incredible game this was. Uh, it was it was awesome to watch. And as a Suns fan, you know, I draw, yeah, it's not the best, but the game itself, the intensity, it's something that you I haven't seen often with, with that side yet. Um, the fact that, yeah, that... I think Sarah Perkins really started it off for them with just a casual 50 meter drop punch, mm-hmm. you know, and apologizes to the person that she tackled, picked them up, grabbed the ball. And that just, you know, that sets a precedent, I think. Um, and you've got, you know, number one draft, Charlie Graybottom, just incredible skills. Um, I can only imagine, you know, in two, three seasons, how she's going to be. So mm. Um, but don't, despite the dogs, they really did. They came back from the brink, I guess you want to be dramatic, came back from the brink. Um, Morris Dalton, what an incredible, mm-hmm. incredible player. Yeah. Um, yep. Just, just absolutely you know. incredible. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Kirsty Lamb had such a great game as well. And then Bonnie too good. Um, just loves a goal, loves how to read the ball. And even if she doesn't, you know, she might not hit the chest and mark it clear, but can do groundwork very easily. And they they all work so well together. So you can see why they just brought it back to the Suns. Um, yeah. Shockingly great game, but yeah, draw. Oof. I'm going to take a crazy take here. Honestly, if, if I'm the All-Australian, get Christy Lamb into the All-Australian. Come on. You got to give her that because she is just absolutely. She's answered so much. I know everybody loves Ellie Blackburn and she's the backbone of that Western Bulldogs team, but gosh darn it. I mean, Christy Lamb, just she has pulled this doggies team onto her back and said, ladies, we are going for it. And I have loved watching her play. I felt horrible for Bonnie too good on that spray on that final kick. Mm. I honestly thought she had it. And when it went out on the full, I was like, oh, I felt so horrible. And it's for unusual her. for her. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, and you know, it's great to see um Rocky Cranston playing mm. so well after you know the Geelong and not playing the best and having a few rough years. This has been a really great um fit, I think. Just niggles at the players, gets in there, you know, does all those one percent things. And I think the pressure's off Rocky to have to do these magic goals and all this when you've got players like Lamb and Two and Morris Dalton, you've got Cranston to back it up. It's a great little combo. Yeah, especially in one one player that I've noticed that it's kind of had a change of position is Sarah Hartwick. They moved her up forward. Mm. And it was interesting hearing the announcers say that that Coach Burke said that she was almost as good a Contessa Marcus as the Huntington, which is, I mean, that's a big call. Yeah, there. that's huge. But, but for him to be able to trust her to move her up forward, and she had several really, really good um, attacks on the footy when the ball was on the ground that you could tell she had been playing defender because she was so good at corralling 
the defender and keeping them from being able. So she made a couple of great plays. Yet you, you got it. Yeah. She with some score involvements later. So this, I love this doggies team. The young pups. I I can't wait to watch them grow up. I think this is going to be such a fun <laughs> team to watch over the next few years. Um, especially if Ellie Blackburn can stay at, at this, Christy Lamb. Yeah. The doggies keep an eye on the doggies in Richmond and Gold Coast. I think are three teams on the rise for the next few seasons. I'm really going to keep an eye on. And then to not be outdone, the final game of the round, but is technically in round eight by our by, by some people's <laughs> schedules, is the game that just happened two nights ago. And for the yeah. first time in AFLW history, we have a game winner after the siren as GWS knocks off the Saints 41-39. This may not be the greatest example of excellent champagne footy, but darn was it an exciting game. And, and holy, oh my gosh, a goal after the siren. This is awesome. Oh, it was incredible. And it was such, it was, you know, at their home ground, um, the Saints really wanted it as well um but to, yeah when you get a goal on the side and i think the pressure of it is just so immense and it was just so beautiful to see it happen because again in such a young um aflw sort of situation we don't see that often mm-hmm. and so you can see these little things are happening now you know the draws the goals after the siren the high scoring games it's all coming together and it's mm-hmm. it's marvelous I, I completely agree. And, and uh, I, I will raise my hand. There were a few umpiring decisions that I even sat there and went, <laughs> Ooh, that was, that, that was interesting. Interesting so interpretation. 50, 50 but, meters is, uh... well, see, I, if you look at it and you could tell Lee Montagna and the broadcasting had no idea where the 50 came from, mm. but they showed a camera angle later. And I feel horrible. It, the, the rather taller forward, um, not Greiser. I'm trying. I, and I'm, again, I'm losing my, there's, there's a, there's one camera where they show after, after she gets the free kick um, after the bump, which some people thought the 50 was for that. Um, she adore or something is actually holding on to Alicia Eva as Eva is trying to lead towards the 50. Yeah. And I think that's what they called the 50 that's on what it was. because yeah. you could tell she was absolutely in tears after the game and you feel horrible, but it, it's one of those, it's an instinct. You don't want that that forward or that no, to be able to get into a leading position to have a shot after the siren. So it's, it's one of those, you feel horrible because they did something out of instinct instinct yeah. and it actually cost them the game. God. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, you'll do that and you won't get picked up. You know, mm-hmm. there's slight movements and things and you see it in, um, in AFL men's as well. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. a, yeah, like you said, it's an instinct. You want to, stick with your player and you you know the game's on the line and yeah and of course you'll feel horrible because you know but you can't deny someone kicking after the siren that's out of your hands as well so Mm -hmm. you never know she could have kicked she could have kicked the behind too and it wouldn't and it would have been a one and it would have been and then she would have felt horrible exactly and 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 I'm, it, it was such it was such an interesting game for me, but the excitement level was absolutely awesome. And I got to give a shout out to that Giants fan that was almost screaming the entire <laughs> game, dude. We heard you. We love. I absolutely yeah. loved that. That's absolutely fantastic. Is- Amazing. 
absolutely fantastic and that is going to do it for what was kind of round three five and seven all kind of <laughs> melded together after the way this year has gone but i i want to jump right into it because this is an absolutely scintillating round of footy and it gets started right off the bat yeah Fremantle, adelaide crows Fremantle oval i gotta ask sasha who do you like in this one because i'm i'm skipping back and mm. forth between these two teams on this one yeah, they they're actually in my in my mind, I feel like they're very similar sides in the way they play. Mm-hmm. Um, the physicality, um, the the pace. So I feel like it's very even at the moment. Um, being that it's a Frio's home, I feel like they're gonna edge Crows out. Even after the big win that they've had. I just have that's my yeah. And I'm with you on that one. I, I tipped Frio in this one. I bounced back and forth, but Frio always play well at home. And the fact they've had a week off, they haven't played, they can rest up. Adelaide, again, not like they had a super tough game this week, but that's not an easy going from New South Wales, fly back to South Australia, and then fly out to Western to WA. So I'm, I'm going to tip Frio in this one, but this is an absolute dandy. I cannot wait for this. This is a decent time for me here in the States at 10, 10 my time. So I'm going to watch, I'm going to sit down with my popcorn. Cannot wait for that one. The other the next- thing just to mention, Donnie, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt. Oh, you're good. Is, um, whether whether Rand, uh, Randall and Phillips are going to be playing mm-hmm. for the Crows as well, so that could also impact. Yep. Yeah, I, I will have to have to see. Wouldn't be surprised mm. if Aaron Phillips doesn't play because she came up quite proppy after that one, and I'd rather have her for the finals. Uh, it, personally, as a coach, I'd rather have her for the finals yeah. than trying to play her here and potentially risking an injury that could cost her finals opportunities. Yeah, very but, true. The Crows are still such a good side. Even if they lose this game, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, they're not the final contingent. They're, they're yeah. still a finals flag. They're a flag contender no matter what because it is never easy to go to Norwood. The Doggies get a big no. one, but nobody saw that one coming. So we, we jump from that one to, I still think this is a really good game and I cannot wait for this one. Down at the Swinburne Center, Tigers mm-hmm. v. Cats. I'm fascinated by this one because you get, a very, very good Mount Conti versus a very, very good Georgie Prasparkis. This is going to be a fun midfield battle. I think Richmond's going to have just a tiny bit too much for this Cats team that sometimes has trouble scoring. But this is going to be an absolute dandy, especially considering does Meg McDonald take Brennan or does she mm. or does she take somebody else? It'll be very interesting to see what that All-Australian defender does. Does she take Miss Brennan and try to take her out of the game? We'll have to see. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Tigers. Um, Geelong, I think, will put up a good fight, and I think they're in the right headspace now. But, um, again, it's that four-quarter football, and I think the Tigers probably have the legs to do that. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. Oh, and oh my gosh, another absolute, absolutely dandy one down in the fortress that is Casey Fields as the Melbourne Demons host uh, – a team that I think has surprised a lot of people, and that is the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Who do you like in this one? Oh, that's so hard to, to choose because they're both in really prime um, condition. I think if Taylor Harris played the way she did alongside Daisy Pierce, maybe they'll keep her in the back line, depending, or maybe they'll put her on Carney. You never know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Melbourne, but I'm hoping it's a close game. 
um, just for my excitement levels more than anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think Casey Fields is always a tough place to play, nor is a consistent team. So I don't think it's going to affect them as much. The biggest thing is, mm. can Taylor Harris get loose? If she gets loose, it's going to be a long day for that Melbourne back line. So I'm really interested to see so many great matchups in this one. Cannot wait. There so many superstars. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic game. One that I know you're going to keep a really big eye on down at the Trevor Barker Oval, and that is St. Kilda versus your beloved Gold Coast Suns. So I'll tip this one first. I have the Suns. I I, I like yeah. this. The, the Saints have been playing much, much better footy. Xanos has been playing really, really well. This team is, is starting to kind of find themselves. But Gold Coast, I just like the way they're playing. That game against the Duggies, they showed some fight back after a less than less than ideal game against the Brisbane Lions. So I'm going to tip the Suns in this one, even on the road. Yeah, I, I'll tip the Suns, um, not just because they're my team, but yeah, I do think that out of the two, they're the, they're the better option. Um, even though it is a Saints home game, I feel like, yeah, they're just not there. They, they're going to have to just look ahead to the 2022-23 season, I think, rather than what's happening at the moment. Yeah, sadly. It, it, unfortunately, those two young superstars in the midfield, mm. I think, have really kind of thrown Nick Del Santo's team for, for a loop this year because those were two solid. Tiana Smith, ACL, Georgie Prasparga, uh, um, yeah. Georgia Patricios with the the vaccination thing. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. things get figured out. We'll have to see because St. Kilda is such a, they're a rich football team I, and, and they had a couple of superstars. And I hate seeing them struggle but unfortunately it's the way this one goes we'll, we'll jump to victoria park another cracking one is collingwood looks to try to bounce back against a doggies team that as we've discussed is hitting their stride do the doggies go into victoria park and get a win or does collingwood somehow find that four points that maybe they didn't think they might get yeah it's a tough one and again i'm backing the doggies because they're in form now um I just, again, I feel like Pies are in that sort of same back-end category with the Saints and Giants where, yeah, they have moments of really great footy, but not enough to sustain, you know, getting themselves through the top eight. And I just don't think that's something that they need, that they'll be able to look at going like, oh, you know, finals and whatnot. Yep. So, yeah. And for me, the biggest factor that I'm going to say this, I'm going to tip Collingwood, but it, it's not because of Collingwood is a better footy team. It's the dogs have been through an absolute whirlwind when it comes to playing so many games. They just played an absolute cracking game up in Gold Coast in that heat. Will that affect them coming to this week with such a short break? I, I'm, I'm a little leery on this team. Is Are they going to run out of legs early? So I'm going, to tip, point, yeah. I'm going to tip Collingwood in this one. But I, I think the doggies are in this one. I think this is an absolute dandy game at Victoria Park. I think that that'll be a cracker. The doggies can win it. I'm just, I'm worried that will they run out of steam because of yeah. so many yeah. games in such a short time. And it's something you need to think about, especially, yeah, with all these rounds being up, up in the air and then playing, yeah, yeah at seven in a row. It's full mm. on. Unfortunately. So we, we jump to it. We'll jump back out West, West coast again, getting a nice little run of games at home face a Brisbane lions team coming off of a tough loss against the Melbourne demons. If I'm the Eagles, I'm a little terrified because this lions team is very, very good. And if I'm the lions team, this is a chance for you to put a nice, nice percentage win on the board here. I like the lions in this one. I do too. I, I feel like they're not going to take any prisoners with this game. They're just, yeah, they're going to try and pile it on. And they, you know, I I think they will. Um, 
West Coast, they're just not matured yet. And they'll, mm. they'll get there. And especially when the new teams come in, um, yep. you know, they'll have that advantage. But right now, they're just not looking great. Uh, it'll definitely be interesting. And then the last game of this particular round is, is quite an interesting one for me. And that's GWS and home of Manuka Oval against the Carlton Blues. I, I I took a while to think about tipping this one because, <laughs> oh man, I, I, I couldn't pick. Do I take the team that's played really well, but has been super inconsistent this season or the team that's Jekyll and Hyde inconsistent? They have great game, they have bad game, they have great game, they have bad game. I'm going to tip GWS in this one because I just think that big win, I think is going to give them a little bit of positive momentum. It could come back to bite them because sometimes these games do kind of, mess with you at the start of the first game i'm gonna tip gws but this is, could be an absolute dandy yeah i think it'll be a really great match but i also picking gws just my main thing is um i don't think Carlton are the best on the road um mm. they always seem more comfortable playing obviously at icon park but also in melbourne um and i do think gws after last you know last match they're ready for a win and again They've come mm-hmm. off of this, you know, siren excitement and they're going to be back at home. So I just feel like that might edge out Carlton. Yeah, it, it'll be, but it'll be a cracking game. Cannot wait for it. Man, what a round. What a round. I'm super excited for this round. Sasha, I, I, I thank you. Thank you for joining me. This has been absolutely fantastic. We, we chatted Gold Coast. I really wanted to talk AFLW with you. So thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. No, I've awesome. had a blast. I love speaking to you, Donnie. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And please do me a favor. Please relay to the Chicks Talking Footy. I miss your guys' podcast. I know tons of things have been going on. I really, really miss the podcast, being able to listen. So please relay to the fellow Chicks. I cannot wait till you guys are back. I understand life happens. Sometimes you can't do it. So please relay to them. I miss the podcast. I cannot wait to chat with them some more. I think I've got Fee set up to talk later on in this year, which I cannot wait because she has been such an incredible addition to uh, my, my chats for these podcasts. So thank you again so much. Have a wonderful day. I know you've got to get to work, so I'm not going to take up any <laughs> more of your time. Right. Have a wonderful day. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode in my AFLW round review. We're getting closer and closer to finals, ladies and gentlemen. Keep an eye out and we'll see you again next week.